2: I have a photograph. Preserve your memories. They're all that's left me.
3: We have the photograph, indeed, bookends from Simon and Garfunkel from 1968, ladies and gentlemen, and 10 years later, this song was used in the very emotional movie, Coming Home, starring Jane Fonda, Bruce Stern, and of course, John Boyd, which was up for many awards at the 1978 Academy Awards. Wow. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Wrestling Revisited, episode 205, ladies and gentlemen, for... Tuesday night, January 28th, 2020, I am your host, the Iceman, and with me as always, ladies and gentlemen, is the one and only Human Suplex Machine, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. John Gross from Front Row, Virginia. John, we say good evening to you.
4: What a week. What a crazy rollercoaster week this has been. Yes, it has. Yes, it has, however.
3: And uh, like I said, it has been very emotional, too, to say the least. Like I said, however, like I said, it has been a crazy, crazy weekend. However, like, uh, like I said, I don't however, know crazy. it feel, feels
4: like feels like it's been. It feels like it's not been too long. It feels like it's just been two weeks ago.
3: Yes, it has. Let's give you the number first before we get into discussing this, ladies and gentlemen. one 562 444 call ID one three nine nine two six pound. You can join us right now. And ladies and gentlemen, as we told you yesterday on Raw Radio, we heard the tragic and unfortunate news of what happened on Sunday morning slash Sunday afternoon. Well, we now have an update on that story, ladies and gentlemen. Earlier today, ladies and gentlemen... From what I've heard just a few hours ago, we can tell you now, ladies and gentlemen, they have recovered the bodies of all nine people that went down in a very serious helicopter crash that occurred this past weekend. Kobe Bryant, the basketball superstar, along with his 13-year-old daughter and several others, however, were involved in a serious wreckage, however, just north of Burbank, California, Sunday afternoon due to weather issues. We didn't think, however, we would hear this news to be true. And of course, as we said, we found out Sunday afternoon, somehow, someway, at first, and we thought this was all a joke, a prank, a stunt. Kobe had just seen his good friend LeBron James Howard compete in a basketball game in Philadelphia just 24 hours before in Philadelphia. He was on his way home, back to California to be with his wife, Vanessa, and also his three other children. Well, he made it home okay, unfortunately late Saturday night into Sunday morning. But Sunday morning, however, him and his star were on their way to another function, however. Little did we know this would be the last time and tragically and sadly we would see him around. Apparently Sunday morning, as we said, a helicopter crash occurred shortly after, 9 o'clock in the morning, 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. But it wasn't until an hour, until an hour and a half, two hours later that TMZ first reported the story about Kobe Bryant. At the first, everyone thought it was a joke, like I said, and a prank. But it turned out to be more than that. It was not exactly quite that funny. And it was no joke either. Last night, Jimmy Fallon, along with Jimmy Kimmel, her audience, most notably Kimmel's audience, not Fallon's, but Jimmy Fallon did a small tribute at the start of the show. And I think it's only fitting, we play the clip right now, Ladies and gentlemen, like we said last night, that he said, Brandon, if you get emotional, please bear with us, However, Also, earlier today, Ellen DeGeneres gave her emotional speech to Kobe and his family, along with his wife, Vanessa, and their three children. But right now, we're going to play for you the sound bite, however, that Jimmy Fallon said last night. We warn you guys, Howard, to have tissues handy just in case, however, after... You hear this, but again, I think what we said at the beginning of Raw Radio was not all needed to be said. But anyway, let's go now to the clip that Jimmy Fallon said last night about Kobe Bryant, his longtime good friend and buddy.
0: The world was heartbroken yesterday by a helicopter accident in Los Angeles that claimed the lives of nine people, including that of Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna. Kobe was such a life force, so strong and creative and inspired that in my head I thought that he was going to live forever. I I met Kobe when he was 17, and I was 21. He was a rookie on the Lakers, and I was just starting out in the comedy scene in L.A. We were at a party, and we didn't know anyone at the party, so we just started talking. And I said, like, Hey, what do you do? He goes, I play basketball. I go, "Uh, Where? And he goes, For the Lakers. I go, Wow. Uh, I goes, What do you do? I'm a stand-up comic. We just got along. We hit it off. Started talking. He was telling me he was into poetry, and I met his sister. She was there. And, uh, and so then the guy that was having the party said, uh, hey, guys, who wants to make a beer run? And uh, Kobe wasn't drinking. He was 17. So he goes, uh, I'll do it. He goes, Jimmy, you want to come? I go, okay. So I get in the car. me and Kobe Bryant. and we, He's brand new in L.A. and Me too. I didn't know L.A. at all. And we drive down Sunset Boulevard to this place called Pink Dot. You know, it looked like a 7-Eleven. I, I thought it was a 7-Eleven. He pulled in. And, uh, but it wasn't a 7-Eleven, anyway. Uh, so I go in, and I, I open the door, and it's locked. And the guy goes, uh, sorry, I can't sell you anything. And I go, we just want to get uh, the beer, some beer right there. And he goes, yeah, I can't do that. And I go, well, just real quick, we know what it is. It's just there. And he goes, yeah, th- that's not how the way this state place works. We're delivery only. We're not allowed to sell things. And I go, uh, okay. And then the Kobe takes out his ID, and he puts it up against the glass. And he goes, I'm a Laker. <laughs> The guy opened the door, and <laughs> we walked out with five cases of beer, and we saved the party. So we, we saved the party. We said goodnight, and, of course, uh, Kobe went on to become a legend. Five NBA titles, two Olympic gold medals, 18 all-star appearances, one of the most brilliant and most respected players in NBA history. And when we'd run into each other over the years, we'd laugh about that night that we first met. <sighs> i put all the good things that have happened since we laughed laugh at how much fun it was to raise kids and all the stupid mistakes we made trying to figure out how to be a good dad. And Kobe had four daughters, and I had two daughters. And today, he and one of his girls are gone. But I think I, I knew Kobe enough to know that he rose to any challenge by digging deeper and getting back to work. So let's honor Kobe, Gianna, and the other lives that were lost yesterday by following his example. Love your family. Love your teammates. And outwork everyone else in the gym. Vanessa and all those affected by this tragedy, we love you. It will always be there for all of you. Kobe, when we meet again, we're going on a beer run.
3: I don't think anything can be said else that Jimmy Fallon said last night that I said yesterday, and I think we're all still feeling today.
4: No, sir. It's, 40,
3: it's 48 hours later. And we still feel our grief and pain and sorrow and anger and hurt, hurtness, shall we say, if that is a word indeed. But I think Jimmy said it best at the end, before we continue on with this discussion. To Vanessa, to the three children that Kobe had, including his newest little one, my heart aches for you. And to the city of Los Angeles, my heart aches even more. I have some very close friends who still live in Los Angeles, and I haven't been able to get in touch with them yet. And I haven't talked to them since really before Christmas. But I'm going to try to get in touch with them sometime this before the week is out. One of them is a very good old high school friend of mine, and I've been friends with her for about 20-some years. Uh, I know for a fact that her one good friend that I got to meet recently within this last year came back to Pittsburgh one time with her. And we hit it off real good. We became real good friends within, like, not even an hour. We talked a lot about family. We talked about life. Most of all, we talked about the Lakers. And she says to me, Jared, how long have you been a Laker fan? And I laughed and I smiled and I said, since the days of Magic and Kareem and Worthy back in the Showtime era of the 80s when I was in grade school. And she says to me, do you have a hat or jersey? And I go, no, but that hasn't made me stop cheering them, even in the bad years, even when Magic Johnson announced to the world back in the 90s what what happened to him. Not what happened even when the Showtime era was dead for that long stretch of time, and they were really, really bad, and they still were playing, trying to play good basketball, but they were sinking further and further down the Saints. That all changed in 1996 when Kobe arrived. And it would change even bigger when Shaquille and Neil would arrive from Orlando a short time later. After that, Shaq and Kobe began the new Showtime era, the new way of basketball. Sure, it had been dominated by Jordan and Larry Bird throughout that time, but the Lakers were back to where they were again—back to respect, back to admiration, class, and fun. And that's what made basketball exciting, still. But they brought it even more back to the City of Angels, and that's what put a smile on my face again. Don't get me wrong, I like Jordan. I like Bird. But as a Laker fan, I finally saw the light for the first time in 20 years. I realized that the Lakers were back to who they really were. That was a fun-loving team that just loved to enjoy themselves and play hard, a heart hearts out, night in, night out, whatever city, town they were in, but mostly in L.A., Whenever I could, I would stay up late, even, however, when I was uh, in high school. I don't care if they were on at 10, 10.30 at night, playing in the Forum, later at the Staples Center. I didn't care if they played early in the evening. Stayed at 7, 8 o'clock in a city like New York, Chicago, Boston, or even for that matter Philadelphia. It didn't matter. I enjoyed it. But that all changed suddenly for me Sunday, when I heard the tragic news about this. Like I said before, and I'll say again. Tonight, the Lakers were supposed to meet the Clippers originally in a game at the Staples Center. But now that is not going to be the case. And will not be the case probably until later in the week. If not for quite some time. As I said, and I'm going to wrap this up very quickly before we get into our moment here tonight... I said it best yesterday on Facebook towards the end of my uh, eulogy, if you're going to call it that. Till we meet again, my mamba, rest in peace, my friend. Bye. Okay. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk more about this tomorrow night, and we will continue to discuss this throughout the week, and in the days and weeks to come, I'm sure, here, on shoe Let's give you the number again. 1-605-562-0444-139926-POUND. This is Tuesday, January 28th, 2020. Episode 205, The Iceman, along with the Human Suplex Machine, ladies and gentlemen. We were expecting the Heartbreak Kid, along with the Sink and Al Patel, but unfortunately they are not going to be joining us this evening. Along with the King and George T. Smith, but we hope to hear from all of them later on this evening. On Revolution 9 o'clock, which we'll have a lot to talk about, including the Royal Rumble and Worlds Collide pay-per-view, as well as a recap of last night's Monday Night Raw that went down in San Antonio. But speaking of Monday Night Raw, we're going to get into that discussion right now before we get into our moments of the evening. John, we saw what happened Sunday night in Houston with some surprises, and we saw the Scottish psychopath Mm -hmm. Drew McIntyre punch his ticket to Tampa. He is now going to be the headliner at WrestleMania 36 a show that will be going on in less than two and a half months from now. So I will be at. Let us get your take on what was a very interesting, if you want to call it subpar and sloppy show in San Antonio, but also kind of a half-decent show too. What did you take out of last night's post Royal Rumble show in the Alamo City?
4: It was interesting to say I'm glad we got to see Edge and MVP back again on Monday Night Raw. Yes.
3: And I tell you what,
4: after seeing what I saw their performances in the Rumble and MVP's performance last night, although it was a sloppy match, they still, and I'm going to say it again, J.D., they still have it.
3: Well, Edge certainly does. And even though he was knocked out by a RKO out of nowhere and concertoed by his longtime friend and now looks like enemy going into WrestleMania, the Viper, Randy Orton. It was a very interesting show. But, of course, the other big news went out. All the, the other two big hours pan.
4: were were pretty good until that third hour killed them. So, once yes. again, Raw tanked. Yes, it did. Because of you and I, know- so.
3: Yeah, exactly. Another story we're following that did indeed happen last night mm-hmm. that I did mention, and I'll mention tonight on the news, however, on Revolution, mm-hmm. is the story of Andrade seeing Almas. Apparently, he failed a drug test, we understand, before his match with Humberto Gorilla earlier in the day. Earlier today, it was reported that Andrade was heading back to Mexico City. Because of the failed drug test, he has now been suspended for wellness violation for 30 days by the WWE. Unfortunately will not have to defend the U.S. title, nor, for that matter, be able to drop it. And you're asking why? Well, apparently Paul Heyman is high on him, and he told Vince McMahon how or not to do so. As he told him, I guess, after the announcement went down, shortly before the show uh, started last night, not to have Andrade win the title. I don't get that. I'm sorry. If you fail a drug test, you should be dropping the title and have to work for it again and maybe get a second chance if you can keep your nose clean. Why he's not dropping it, however, and why he's not giving up the belt, I don't understand that at all. I think it was stupid. It's because he's think. out of touch. Vince is
4: out of touch.
3: He might, yeah, he's out of touch, definitely. I agree. But I just think it's arrogance, too. Well, but if, if of course he, we'll talk. But of course,
4: JD, of course if we'll he talk. continues to do this, if he continues to do all these these crappy, crappy decisions, and continues to run WWE from downhill, then yep. guess what? He'll be coming. prison for him.
3: It, it, well, I, I wouldn't say it's prison. I would say it's more like going to a rest home, because right now, that's where I think he belongs, a rest home or somewhere else, because right now, he's been so out of touch for so long now, it's just—it's—it's it's not even funny anymore.
4: It's not even yeah. funny anymore. I well, mean, it's getting worse and worse. Someone will make him his you-know-what in prison. I'm going to tell you because of
3: all if the guys, it, if, he screwed over. Well, if he's, uh, well, he screwed over a lot of people. Granted, yes, but you know, at the same time, how it's not prison he'll end up in. He'll probably end somewhere else, and it's not prison. I'm thinking it's going to be far worse than that. And I'm not going to say where, but I'll just say it's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah. Now we'll talk. Now I'm, we'll talk. Now, like well, you said, we'll talk more about this on Revolution uh, tonight at uh, nine. John will have the birthday. Saying, That's okay. Um, so that ends course, up happening. GTS and I will have your news headlines you at the top of the nine o'clock hour tonight. Don't forget, also, ladies and gentlemen, this Thursday, Wolfpack will be back. One three eight five two one pound. Friday, of course, Revolution will be on again. John will be off for the birthdays and dates. We'll have someone else cover for him. GTS and I will have the news headlines for you both Thursday and Friday night hour on Wolfpack and Revolution, and we'll also have the Sacramento Slugger, the Sultan of Swag, if you will, Danny from Oak Park, ladies and gentlemen and, of course, some more people as well, dropping by, including and George, R.T. Smith, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Empress Henry, Rickon the JML Experience, Big IQ, Jeff Tears, the Rush Ronda, Rush Wright, and a whole bunch of other people. Now, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, we will have a lot to talk about beginning at 6, p.m. with Outside the Rules with the politics, movies, and sports report, plus the movie, Trivia Challenge, Sean, myself, Fondi, and the rest of the game will be at one four one pounds. Oh! Then the wrestling debate... I got
4: some breaking news.
3: Well, apparently, we're going to go to that in just a second, John. I just want to talk about the 8 o'clock show real quick before we go to the breaking news. Um, Also, tomorrow night, we will have wrestling debate back on 13925Pound. Gerard, Michelle, myself, and John, the rest of the game will be there. We will have your AEW NXT debate. And, ladies and gentlemen, we have already heard rumors that there is discussion that possibly a certain wrestler will be showing up at NXT tomorrow night to challenge Rhea Ripley for the women's title at WrestleMania. Who that is, ladies and gentlemen, It is none other than Queen Charlotte Flair. Yes, folks, the Queen Charlotte Flair is set to be there tomorrow night also, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night we understand two former best friends now bitter enemies, Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox, will be going at it. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, the finals of the Dusty Roads Classic will happen tomorrow night, as it will be the Broserweights. Matt Dunn and Pete Dunn. However, Matt Rowe and Pete Dunn, excuse me, taking on Flash Morgan Webster and Mark A. Graham. Uh, his partner, ladies and gentlemen, in the finals of the Dusty Tournament. The winner of that, however, will get a shot down the road at the NXT Tag Team titles, or basically not only win the Dusty Tournament, but they will get a tag title shot at TakeOver Portland two weeks from Sunday out there in the Pacific Northwest. Now, this Monday on Raw Radio, we will talk more about Uh, That and also the aftermath of the Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen, which is coming up this Sunday in Miami. Of course, we'll also give you our Raw ratings and predictions live from Salt Lake City, Utah. The fun begins at 3 p.m., ladies and gentlemen. We'll also give you our early predictions at the XFL opening week, which is two weeks from Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to check John, myself, and the rest of the game, One three eight pounds ladies and gentlemen, coming up this Monday, the day after the Super Bowl, on Raw Radio episode 227. Now, John, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, does have some breaking news to report, so let's go back to him before we get to our moment with Eden. John, what is the breaking news do we have?
4: Yes, I certainly do have breaking news. Hold on to your seats on February 16th to 2020. Ladies and gentlemen, if if you're interested in NASCAR, and this will put a smile to your face as a wrestling superstar, wrestling fan, because the Celtic Warrior, Seamus, will take the Daytona 500.
3: Oh, so he'll be driving the pit car. Okay. Yes, the Celtic Warrior, Seamus, will be driving the pit car at the world's most famous international speedway, Daytona International, there a couple of weeks from this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. That should be very exciting considering the fact, however, that Monday night or Monday at Raw, the next night will be in Everett, Washington. And two days before that, on Valentine's Day, ladies and gentlemen, two weeks from this Friday, SmackDown will be coming to you live, ladies and gentlemen, of all places, from Tulsa, Oklahoma, ladies and gentlemen. That should be a very interesting show, to say the least. Be sure to check that out, ladies and gentlemen. That is, again, coming up, ladies and gentlemen, How this Friday night. And, of course, this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, as we told you, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Now here's where you can check out the superstars at a facility near you. And John, you might want to hold on to your seat for this one, because i got some big news even more. Ladies and gentlemen, coming up this Friday, ladies and gentlemen, tickets go on sale for SmackDown in New Orleans. Yes, folks, we are coming back to the big easy New Orleans, Louisiana, Friday night, March the 20th, ladies and gentlemen, at the Smoothie King Center, and tickets will go on sale this Friday morning, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, this Friday morning on Bourbon Street. As the French Quarter get ready in Canal Street, we're going to be coming down there with boys, shrimp, however, and yes, bayonets, ladies and gentlemen, at Cafe Du Monde, ladies and gentlemen. In New Orleans, ladies and gentlemen, as SmackDown returns to the Big Easy Friday, March the 20th. And then Monday, March the 23rd, ladies and gentlemen, at the Dickies Arena just outside of Dallas, ladies and gentlemen, in Fort Worth, Texas. Yes, folks, near TCU, however, Texas Christian University to be exact. Monday Night Raw comes to you live, ladies and gentlemen, with excitement there. And tickets go on sale this Saturday. That's this Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. Tickets go on sale for the big Monday Night Raw show for Monday, March the 23rd at Dickey's Arena, ladies and gentlemen, in Fort Worth. So two more big cities coming up, Howard, as far as where you're going to see the action right before WrestleMania, the 20th hour, four days after Monday Night Raw comes to the Steel City, however, in Pittsburgh on the 20th in the Big Easy, and then Monday, March 23rd, right before we go to Chicago, ladies and gentlemen, However, on the 23rd at the Dickey's Arena. Tickets for that show go on sale Saturday morning. Now, here's where you can check out the superstars this week as far as NXT goes at a facility near you. The Citrus Springs facility coming up this Friday night at 7.30 p.m. Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen, at the Orlando Live events in Castleberry, ladies and gentlemen. Also, ladies and gentlemen, next weekend, however, at the Comerica Theater in Phoenix, Arizona, next Friday night. Next Saturday night, Sin City, USA, the Pearl Theater in Las Vegas, Nevada. And then next Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, at the Riverside Municipal Auditorium, just inside of Riverside, California, ladies and gentlemen, in Riverside, CA. Also, ladies and gentlemen, apparently now because of the Andrade suspension, his autographed meet and greet session has been canceled. It looks like. February 10th. He was supposed to be signing autographs in Fontana, California with Selena Vega that morning, right before Raw that night in Ontario, California, just outside of LA in nearby the suburb of Fontana, but now it looks like they're going to have to think of something else very quickly. Also ladies and gentlemen, as we told you, believe it or not, we're going to be coming up to you live in March in a big way, ladies and gentlemen. First off, uh, Friday, of course, Saturday, excuse me, Thursday, February 27th, ladies and gentlemen, in Saudi Arabia, ladies and gentlemen. Super Showdown comes to you live from Riyadh International King Stadium again in Saudi Arabia. Then, of course, the 28th, we come to you live, ladies and gentlemen, in Boston at the TD Garden. But, folks, Get ready. March the 8th, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be in Philadelphia, the home of Big Diesel, Gregory Kramer's Neck of the Woods, ladies and gentlemen, as the Elimination Chamber comes to you live in Philadelphia. Tickets go on sale for that two weeks from Friday, ladies and gentlemen, and then two weeks from Saturday, not this Saturday, folks, but a week from this Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, the first official full week of the XFL, ladies and gentlemen. You want to hold on to your seats for this one, and I know John's ready to hear this announcement, ladies and gentlemen. Monday, March the 9th, DC 101 and the boys are going to be welcoming us back in the nation's capital, and we're ready to party with them in a big way, ladies and gentlemen. As Monday Night Raw returns to Washington, D.C., tickets will be on sale two weeks from Saturday, folks, in D.C. John, so if I'm you, hell, I would get your tickets very soon to get those seats because they're going to be flying off the shelf very quickly, especially with WrestleMania just around the corner. And as we said, folks, this Monday coming up, however, the Monday after the Super Bowl, come meet Charlotte Flair, the Queen herself, in Taylorsville, Utah at 5312 South Redwood Road, 84123, ladies and gentlemen, from 11 to 1, ladies and gentlemen, this coming next Monday, the Monday after the Super Bowl. And then, yes, folks, unless this uh, autograph session changes too, ladies and gentlemen, come meet, ladies and gentlemen, the boss, Sasha Banks, ladies and gentlemen, next Friday morning at the Cricket Wireless Store in San Jose, ladies and gentlemen, from 10 to 12.30 p.m. next Friday at 1664 Story Road in San Jose, 95122, from 10 to 12.30, ladies and gentlemen, shoot with taking photos and getting your chance to give autographs and also tickets for, believe it or not, Smackdown Live next Friday at the SAP Center in the Shark Tank, San Jose, a.k.a. in Silicon Valley, San Jose, California. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we want to remind you how our ladies and gentlemen you can check out on Facebook now. how besides... Um, our stuff that we're talking about here and now ladies and gentlemen we can tell you ladies and gentlemen that uh, we have some excitement to report ladies and gentlemen John of course every week how has the NXT AEW breakdown as well as the Monday Night Raw report ladies and gentlemen check it out on John Gross Sports and Wrestling Incorporated ladies and gentlemen you can definitely uh, check that out ladies and gentlemen How believe it or not how is a very exciting uh, page that I could tell you and he has that excitement for you each and every week ladies and gentlemen How as well as outside news let's just say as well you definitely don't want to miss that ladies and gentlemen and also ladies and gentlemen right now check out Bulldog DVD sales and variety ladies and gentlemen on facebook.com ladies and gentlemen where right now effective as of three weeks ago you can get all DVDs and Blu-rays containing one or two discs for a buck each while all DVD and Blu-rays contain three or more or two dollars each be sure to talk to Mr. WCW today how and ask him how what selections he have because he has quite a bit of selections. Sorry, you will definitely not come away disappointed. If you're looking for a gift for a friend, a family member, or even for yourself, tell him JD the Iceman sent you, and be sure to make your purchase, and you can whenever you can. So be sure to definitely check it out on FacebookLive.com. Right now, we're going to go to our moment here. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, we are ready to talk about what will no doubt be a very interesting moment. We've got some great moments to talk about here tonight. So this is the first of our four big moments of the year. So let's talk about it right now, ladies and gentlemen, our first big moment of the night, ladies and gentlemen. We take you back, ladies and gentlemen, to, of all places, believe it or not, August of 1982, it is World Class Championship Wrestling's famous show, Star Wars, ladies and gentlemen, at the Legendary Convention Center in Fort Worth, Texas. With that said, this is the first of our three big moments of the evening, ladies and gentlemen, before we take you out for the evening. So we're going to talk about it here and now, of course, 18,000 packed into the show here at the Legendary Convention Center. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, let's tell you about what happened on the show and give you the breakdown on who was on this show if you will, our first match of the night, ladies and gentlemen, was the late Jose Lothario, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, the man who trained Shawn Michaels, of course, back in the day, ladies and gentlemen, and who tragically, sadly, we lost this past November at the age of 83, who, of course, wrestled for 43 years, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, he was five seven, 240. Of course, as you know, his son was a professional in wrestling, and his wife also. Of course, wrestled with Tully Blanchard's uh, dad, Southwest Wrestling Alliance, or SWA. Of course, ladies and young, they also have a daughter, Gina, if you will. As a result, he took on, of all people, ladies and young, Frank Dusick here in our opening contest here. Uh, of course, we do not have the time, however, ladies and young, as far as what happened there. But, John, overall, how are your thought about Jose Lothario picking up the win in our opening match against Frank D? Uh
4: match was okay.
3: I would agree with you there, I would agree with you there, thank you very much there, John. Up next, another interesting match, the Superfly, better known to you later on as Kamala, the Ugandan headhunter giant, if you will, taking on Brian Adidas. Your thoughts about this one?
4: Okay, as well.
3: Great. Up next, another good one here, Al Madrill, ladies and gentlemen, of course, a guy who stood 6'1", 230, wrestled for 23 years, of course, now 69 years old, lives in California, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he began his career in 1970, taking on Wild Bill Irwin. Wild Bill, of course, as you know, better known to you all as the Goon, of course. He also teamed up with his brother, Scott Irwin. Of course, they were known as the Long Riders back in the day, or the Super Destroyers, if you will. Of course, as you know, he wrestled, wrestled in the early 80s, if you will, of course, in world class, as well as the WWE for a brief time, and also retired about four or five years ago. Your thoughts about this match that saw Wild Bill Irwin, of course, end up losing to Al Madrill. Okay, match as well. Agreed. Next one, a very interesting one here. Lola Gonzalez, ladies and gentlemen, taking on La Pantera Sunera. Lola Gonzalez, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like I said, a very unique wrestler in her own right, of course. five foot four, buck 50. She made her pro debut at the age of 18, believe it or not. She was trained by the late, great Gory Guerrero, if you will, and Toreto Hernandez. She has been wrestling, of course, however, since the mid-70s, if you will. Of course, she is now 60 years old and from El Paso, if you will. As a result, she ended up taking on La Pantera Sunera, and as a result, picked up the win here. Your thoughts about that one?
4: What match was it now?
3: Lola Gonzalez versus La Pantera Sunera.
4: Ah, okay, match.
3: Yes, I would agree there. Up next, a very interesting match here. Bugsy McGraw, however, in a 2-on-1 handicap match, took on Armand Hussein and the playboy, Gary Hart. Gary Hart, of course, we know over the years, of course, a very unique guy who should go in the Hall of Fame. He, of course, began his career at the age of 19. He wrestled a lot uh, for a brief time and then also managed a lot of guys, including Chris Adams, Gino Hernandez, and, of course, the great Muda, as well as Terry Funk and Dirty Dick Slater among others. Uh, your thoughts about Bugsy McGraw winning here against Eric Hart and Armand Hussein. Again, a never
4: good match.
3: Yes, indeed. Up next, a very interesting match and an entertaining one here. The Von Eric's of course. Kevin and David, the hometown boys, if you will, fighting the legendary Great Kabuki here and the Magic Dragon. This was a tag team match for the WCCW All-Asian Tag Team Championship. Of course, the Magic Dragon, of course, uh, better known to you all as... Kazuhiro Tsunata, ladies and gentlemen, who passed away tragically uh, five years after this, suddenly, uh, two months after his 31st birthday, with his wife, however, in a plane crash when he was on his honeymoon. Of course, he stood five foot eleven, two forty. He, of course, wrestled for eleven years. How he began his pro debut at the age of uh, 19, uh, eighteen, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, uh, like we said, of course, he worked in W. Uh, CCW for a brief time. Of course, he got married in late November of 1987. He was on his way to his honeymoon and also to do a show when suddenly a fire went on board the plane. At the time of his death, however, mind you, however, as a result, Giant Bob, later said, however, this was one of the biggest mistakes he ever made, however, and as he cried in the ring during the night of the show, however, when he found out what happened, however, only 24 hours before uh, in the plane crash, if you will. Your thoughts about uh, the Great Kabuki and Dragon taking on the Von Erics with the Vaughn Erics coming through with a win?
4: Uh, it was a nice tag team match.
3: Indeed. And, of course, talking about the Great Kabuki, ladies and gentlemen, of course. He is 71 years old, of course. He stands five uh, 5'11", 240. He began his pro debut a month after his 16th birthday and retired just last year, believe it or not. So he has been wrestling a long time, ladies and gentlemen, a very long time, however. Uh, he, of course, uh, worked in other, t- mostly worked in some other places, but, of course, he uh, did one WWE match, however, mind you, however, but wasn't there for very long. But mostly he stuck around to other territories, including Mid-South, Jim Crockett, uh, All Japan, mostly. A very unique wrestler who I think deserves, along with Gary Hart, a spot in the Hall of Fame, because uh, if it wasn't for Kabuki, we wouldn't have wrestlers that blue miss like Tijiri, The Great Muda, uh, Asuka, if you will. Very interesting match here, to say the least. Up next, a very interesting match here about two Hall of Famers that we know all too well, John, and who, of course, we have lost within the last year, two, going after the NWA American Heavyweight Championship, however. King Colm Bundy, the champion fighting Harley Race, King Harley Race, however, to a double DQ for the American Heavyweight Championship. Of course, this was a very interesting belt at the time, mind you, of course, going into this bout, of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, King Kong Bunny had won the title, of course, however, in May. He, of course, would end up uh, losing the belt literally four weeks later. However, he would get the belt back a second time, however, if you will, in June of that year, and would hold it, however, in 1982, a day after uh, Fritz Von Erich, of course, beat him uh, for that belt. and. Of course, Fritz von Erich won the belt, but would only hold the belt for a week or so before giving it back to Bundy. Your thoughts about Bundy and Race here in our semi-main event here at Star Wars 82? And those, these are
4: two legends that are fighting right now in Heaven.
3: Indeed, and of course they were also managed later on by a very unique man, of course, Bobby the Brain Heenan, as well a member of the Heenan family, if you will. Up next, our big main event, however, and this was a precursor to what would happen later in the year. And, of course, we'll talk about the next great moment. It's, of course, this would set up the exciting show that would happen later on in 1982. Of course, one of the better matches of the 82 era. These two, of course, however, would fight in a two-out-of-three falls match for the NWA world title. This would uh, go uh, end up being in a draw. And, of course, they would settle their matters in a steel cage later on on Christmas night later in 1982. It was Kerry Von Erich against the nature boy Ric Flair, Flair would win the first fall in the DQ after Kerry accidentally hit special point referee of the NWA Alfred Neely with a disc punch Von Erich won the second pinfall with the Iron Claw in the third and final fall they kept uh, battling with each other and they settled, ended up being in a double DQ they would later settle their grievances however in the steel cage later on that year at reunion arena however on Christmas night your thoughts about Rick Flair and Kerry Von Erich at first meeting between these two before Christmas night later on in 1982 <laughs>
4: what? when you mentioned awesome. two out of when you mentioned two three I just had to sing this song <laughs> I but hear you kill anybody. it was a good match
3: yes indeed yes indeed I would agree with you <laughs> there I, would definitely...
4: I wanted to kill kill the, the mood
3: <laughs> yes Yes, indeed. Very, very interesting match, to say the least there. Very a very good uh, point there. Uh, no question about it, John. Thank you very much there. Uh, that being said, however, uh, let's get your final rating on a scale of 1 to 10. What would you rate this uh, Star Wars? I gave this about a 5 out of 10. I thought the Von Eric match and uh Flair match was good, however. This was only one of the few good matches on the show. What are your thoughts about this one? 6 out of 10. 6 out of 10, Okay. All right, up next, ladies and gentlemen, is another great moment here, ladies and gentlemen, here in our time machine. However, we fast-forward the clock now to the following year. This time, however, it is Thanksgiving Day, 1983. And, of course, a lot went on that day. Of course, the WWF was holding their show at the legendary Philadelphia Spectrum, Ivan Koloff and Pat Patterson in your main event. Ric Flair and Harley Race, of course, battled it out in the very first Starcade, of course, for the Jimmy Crockett Company. are in Greensboro, North Carolina, along with Roddy Piper and Greg Valentine. Meanwhile, WCCW had their own version of uh, Star Wars. This was the tenth Star Wars out of the show. This time, eighteen thousand five hundred packed in that night. hour. at the legendary Reunion Arena, if it wasn't for the Sportatorium's Reunion Arena, that was always the home for world class championship wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. But before we get to our moment, ladies and gentlemen, next moment, ladies and gentlemen, we want to also tell you, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to say hello to our friends at the Hop House, the bartenders Casey, Dayton, Jen, and of course uh, Missy. We hope you guys are all doing well tonight. However. Uh, there, along with Nikki, our other favorite bartender, and of course the bar- Rockfly regulars, of course, that include Pat, Jason, Matt, Brad, Brian, Maureen, Dwayne, Dave, and of course Crystal and the rest of the gang. Of course, how are we going to say hello to all of you guys as well? John, we go now to Thanksgiving Star Wars 83, and of course we begin our first match here that at 18-5, packed into the reunion arena. Our first match of the night, a very unique six-person tag here. Johnny Mantel, Mike Reed, and Jose Lothario back in action yet again, taking on Boris Zerkoff ladies and gentlemen, however. Believe it or not, however. Black Gordman and Tonga John. Tonga John, a very unique guy, better known to you later on as the Barbarian. Your thoughts of this opening contest?
4: Well, this is an okay six-man tag team match.
3: I would agree. Up next, the missing link, Dewey Robertson, of course, a very strange bird in his own right, would we'll take on a future free bird in his own right, Buddy Jack uh, Roberts. Uh, both of these guys no longer with us. Buddy Roberts, of course, was inducted into uh, the WWE okay. Hall of Fame posthumously, ladies and gentlemen, as a member of the free birds. Your thoughts about the missing link and Buddy Roberts?
4: Oh, uh, this was okay.
3: I would agree. Uh, We're having a tough time hearing What is that noise?
4: Oh, Facebook. That was an okay match. Okay.
3: Up next, talking about another free bird, ladies and gentlemen. However, that was very interesting. It was, believe it or not, Kevin Von Erich back in action, taking on Terry Gordy in one-on-one competition. Your thoughts about this one?
4: Uh, well, you know, about free birds and Von Eric.
3: Yes. And, of course, this stemmed after what had happened... Uh, to carry Von Erich the year before, so we'll talk about here in just a little bit, because we saw a lot of Von Erichs on this show. However, this was a Von Erich fest, family fest on this night. Your thoughts about Von Erich and Gordy?
4: Von Erich and Gordy, tough match between these two. Indeed,
3: indeed. Up next, another very special Von Eric, ladies and gentlemen, uh, David Von Erich, Kevin's one brother, taking on Kamala for the, the Texas Heavyweight Championship. Uh, David, however, was the champion, and he won by disqualification as Kamala went a little crazy here. Your thoughts about
4: this one? Uh, what match
3: was it now? David Von Erich versus Kamala. Oh, now that
4: was before when David died, right?
3: Yes, David would pass away about three months later, tragically and suddenly. Yes. This was one of this was one of his uh this this was one of the last few appearances he would one of the last few Star Wars shows he would do, but this was a very interesting match considering that David was the Texas heavyweight champion at the time. Well
4: guess what? Well that was a good match between the two.
3: Yes, and of course, David Von Erich was a very unique champion, ladies and gentlemen. We can tell you, of course, he held the belt, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, on numerous occasions. The first time he held it, I believe, a record several times, however, over, however, including uh, his last reign, uh, which was, of course, August of 1984. Of course, he had won it, however, in July of 1983. Uh, The title was vacated a week later after this After held up after a match against Jimmy Garvin. But uh, August of that year, of course, a couple weeks after that, he would win it back again for the eighth and final time, ladies and gentlemen. His uh, sixth reign, of course, we're not sure how long that lasted. His fourth reign, however, we're trying to like I said, how I guess we're not sure how many uh, that lasted. His first reign, we do know, occurred, however, in September 1978. It lasted only five weeks. Gino Hernandez then would beat him for that belt. David would win it back the second time. In late November of the following month, hold it for three weeks. Gino would win it again right before Christmas of 78. David again would take his turn for the third time, and his big reign would last 309 days until December of 1989. So he would last hold the championship for much of 79. It seemed like David always was in the Texas heavyweight title scene, no matter what. It was one of the more unique wrestlers, shall we say. Another Von Erich that was very interesting here to watch, Mike Von Erich, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, getting his first crack at the belt at uh, something here. Uh, as a result, tragically, we would lose him four years after this, suddenly a month after his 23rd birthday, if you will, however, uh, mind you, however. Did make his uh, unique uh, showing here, however, and this at the time, keep in mind, however, he is only 19 years old, taking on Skandar Akbar. Skandar Akbar, a very unique manager back in the day, managing guys like Kamala, And Devastation Incorporated, however, if you will, a very unique wrestler, of course. Sad to say, 10 years ago, we lost him a month before his 76th birthday due to prostate cancer. But uh, Skandar Akbar was just about ready to retire at this point before uh, getting into managing, if you will. Of course, um, he uh, started uh, working in places like, uh, believe it or not, uh, uh, Australia, if you will, but then worked for a brief time. in the Worldwide Wrestling Federation, the WWWF, however, if you will, however, and was managed by Freddie Blassie before moving to Texas, if you will. Uh, sad to say, of course, as we said, however, he passed away however, a month before, believe it or not, his 76th birthday at the age of 75. And this is a guy who I think was one of the more underrated managers, I feel, at the time, if you ask me. But uh, your thoughts about a very young Mike Von Erich taking on Skandar Akbar?
4: Oh, uh, uh, well... I want to say this. At least this wasn't a Von Eric Jack match.
3: Yes. Good point. Very good point indeed.
4: Up next,
3: uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, our next match, ladies and gentlemen, the Super Destroyers. We talked about uh, the Irwin's Irwin, ladies and gentlemen. However, we talked about them. However, uh, mind you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, Wild Bill, of course, ladies and gentlemen, and his brother Scott Hogg Irwin, if you were in the old AWA territory. Uh, of course, Super Destroyer 2, of course, was known as the Goon. Uh, of course, they took on Junkyard Dog and the Soul Man himself, our Iceman King Parsons, if you will, and they ended up going to a draw. Your thoughts about this one?
4: A draw? Oh, draw. Draw. Yep. Yeah. But a good thing, Matt.
3: Indeed. Next folks, how are talking about a very unique wrestler, another guy who does not get enough credit, uh a guy who I used to like and I used to watch uh, quite a bit of. He was an on again, off again jobber later on down his, down the road. But during this time he was a pretty good uh, one of the bigger mid card guys, if not one of the top guys how are in the company, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Gentleman, Chris Adams, ladies and gentlemen, taking on uh gorgeous Jimmy Garvin, ladies and gentlemen. This was for the W C C W American Heavyweight Championship. This uh was a very unique belt, of course, ladies and gentlemen. This of course was born in June of 1966. Uh, Going into the match, ladies and gentlemen, gorgeous Jimmy, of course, however, had won the title, of course, ladies and gentlemen, in July at a house show, only to see uh, Garvin drop the belt here on this night. Garvin would regain it, however, the following month on Christmas, hold it for five weeks. Adams would trade it back with him again at the end of 1984, however, in January, of course, hold it for literally 63 days. Garvin, of course, would hold his third reign only for two days, uh, Adams would hold it again, how two days later. Garvin would get it back again later that month, hold it for three weeks, however. Uh so you talk about guys training back and forth, victory Tower through 1983 and eighty four, Howard it was definitely gorgeous. Jimmy Garvin of course and uh like I said, Chris Adams. Chris Adams of course as you know, sad to say, passed away suddenly at the age of 46 in Waxahachie, Texas, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in October 2001, literally a month after 9/11, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, three weeks after 9/11, ladies and gentlemen, or 2001, yeah, 2001, nine, uh, 2001. Like I said, uh, as a result, ladies and gentlemen. At the time, however, we understand his daughter launched a memorial site in his honor along with his son, Chris Jr., ladies and gentlemen, and youngest daughter, Julia. Prior to his uh, passing, he was considered semi-retired, ladies and gentlemen, and there was talk, however, that him and his girlfriend of four months were both found unconscious inside a friend's apartment in April 2000. The victims of an overdose of the drug... GHB, ladies and gentlemen, however, ladies and gentlemen, however, and also uh, was inebriated. Adams recovered, but unfortunately his girlfriend died at the hospital 10 hours later. Over a year later, he was indicted on a manslaughter charge, but while awaiting charge, however, he was fatally shot in the chest during a drunken brawl with a friend, however, at his home. The gun owner claimed self-defense and was acquitted of all charges, but not many people believe that. He was also believed or not involved with an English model, however, prior to that, ladies and gentlemen, in the late 70s into the early 80s with Jeannie Clark, better known to you all as Lady Blossom. She, of course, would later manage a certain Texas rattlesnake by the name of Stunning Steve Austin, later Stone Cold Steve Austin. Together they had a daughter, Jade. He then married Tony Collins, however. His second wife, if you will, a.k.a. Tony Adams, ladies and gentlemen, Right before Christmas of 84, they had a son, Howard, and the pair divorced 10 years later. Tony tragically died, Howard, in June of 2010 at the age of 45. He also fathered a daughter, Julia, uh, by Brandy Freeman. She wrestled, of course, as Miss Brandy and a handful of cars that were going to WCW, Howard. The couple split late in 1999. Freeman would, of course, tragically die in 2003, leaving Julia orphaned, Howard, to have Chris raise her from a drug overdose. His second marriage occurred only six weeks prior to his death as he wed... Karen J. Burge in August of 2001 in Dallas. Talk about a guy, of course, like I said, who had a lot of uh, unique things about him. How he also worked in other territories. How, like we said, like the UWF, of course, ladies and gentlemen. And for a couple of years, how at least anyway, he wrestled in WCW. However, and was a member of the Blue Bloods with Lord Steven Regal and Squire Dave Taylor. Unfortunately, however. His attitude and his uh, drug use got worse, however, in the mid-'90s, however, and was released, however, towards the latter part of 1999, however, because of this. Uh, that being said, your thoughts about gentlemen Chris Adams and Jimmy Garvin, however? I Yes, and talking about Chris Adams, ladies and gentlemen, he also, believe it or not, for a brief time, also teamed up with Gino Hernandez, ladies and gentlemen, the handsome half-breed. Uh, again, if you did not see the special, however, Beyond the Ring, however, on the Viceland channel, they talk about a lot of things, including, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Gino Hernandez, ladies and gentlemen, the Macho Man Randy Savage, ladies and gentlemen, along with uh, Owen Hart, I believe, they will be coming out sometime this year, Howard and the Fabulous Moolah. Some interesting moments there, ladies and gentlemen, to say, the least, I mean, I know they're going to be starting up a new season very, very soon, ladies and gentlemen, with season two. Uh, Some of the stuff they are talking about, ladies and gentlemen, include Mike Awesome's passing, of course, the uh, life and times of Chris Benoit, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. That is going to be very interesting, ladies and gentlemen, to say the least. So you definitely want to check that out, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that. Uh, Like I said, that being said, a very interesting, uh, unique special, to say the least, and you definitely. Do not want to miss that, ladies and gentlemen. However, you definitely want to check that out, However, because I think you will be pleased, to say the least. Now, uh, I'm just doing one more thing here, so bear with me here, ladies and gentlemen, Howard. Uh, we're just trying to get as much done as we can here before we get into our main event, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to do that very quickly here, ladies and gentlemen. We also want to remind you, of course, next week, folks, here on Wrestling Revisit, we will have more Star Wars memories, however, ladies and gentlemen. And no, I'm not talking about Chewie Leia, Han Solo and Luke ladies and we're going to talk more world class championship wrestling ladies and gentlemen. we're going to give you our thoughts about more of the Texas based promotion that the Vaughn Eriks and the Freebirds, along with a bunch of other guys used to wrestle in that territory including as we said gorgeous Jimmy Garvin, Iceman, King Parsons ladies and gentlemen, uh, Michael PS Hayes ladies and gentlemen, Kerry Vaughn uh, uh like I said a lot of other guys Kabuki, Kamala, Ladies and gentlemen, it is going to be epic, epic, epic. You do not want to miss that, and I know John is looking forward to dealing with that next week because we're going to have a lot more to discuss next week, ladies and gentlemen, so you definitely want to stay tuned. We're just trying to get this done as best we can, so please bear with us as we're trying to get this done here. Hold on a second. There we go. Okay. We're working on that right now, ladies and so we'll tell you about that here in a second. Now, talking about the Von Erics, ladies we talked about the Von Erics and the Freebirds, of course, having some pretty serious issues with the other. We, um, like I said, however, uh, hold on a second, let me do that. i got to do this real quick. Okay. We know what happened, of course, at the end of 1982, of course, with the Von Erics and the Freebirds that kind of teased off their feud, however, if you will, let's just say, between, uh, like I said, however, it was a very interesting thing that occurred, of course, ladies and gentlemen, involving, believe it or not, the Von Erichs and the Freebirds. Of course, we saw what happened, of course, at Star Wars 82. We talked about what happened earlier in the summer of 82. But now we fast forward the clock a year later, ladies and gentlemen. It's now Thanksgiving of 83, ladies and gentlemen, and the fans are wanting to see Kerry get retribution on uh, Michael P.S. Hayes. Michael P.S. Hayes and the Freebirds of Roberts and uh, Gordy would take off, of course, shortly after this, I believe, or a month or two later, sometime to go to the WWF, however, for a brief time and as a result, would try to get their luck uh, noticed in to that company, if you will, by Vince McMahon and Company, especially when they talked to musician David Wolf, who was managing Cindy Lauper, if you will, at the time, mind you. But that being said, let's talk now about the uh, main event here, and now, ladies and gentlemen, it is Kerry Von Eric, ladies and gentlemen, taking on Michael P.S. Hayes. It is a lose-release town steel cage match. Uh, this would, uh, like I said, let Hayes go. Hayes, of course, would not be back with the company, of course, until 1984, I believe, sometime. Um, so I'm looking here. Just give me a minute here, folks, uh, here, and see when he returned. I believe it was. Yes, it would not be until the following year, Howard, in September, however after going to the WWE, Howard. So him and those guys would be taking off uh, with Roberts and, of course, Gordy for the WWF, if you will. That being said, your final thoughts, Howard, about Kerry Von Eric defeating Michael S. Hayes, getting retribution. Because Kerry, of course, the following month, however, would not be in the main event here, Howard, unlike uh, uh, the, he was the uh, the year before it Star Wars eighty two how on Christmas night. Your thoughts about Carrie defeating Michael P. S. Hazen game retribution on after what happened the year before on Christmas night.
4: Like I said before, Von Erickson and Freebirds had continued their rivalry in the nineteen eighties. I I would call it the rivalry of the nineteen eighties.
3: Indeed, yes, no question about it. No question about it indeed. And there were some great battles, there were, there were, no doubt some very, very exciting battles to say the least. With that said, ladies and you know, gentlemen, those are our thoughts. However, real quick, we will give you our thoughts of Star uh, Wars 83, Thanksgiving Night Edition. Uh, I'm going to give this show about a 7, almost an 8 out of 10. What would you give this one? 7. You can give it a 7 too? Okay. Alright, well there you go folks. That's our uh, thoughts for right now. Uh before we cut it loose, ladies and gentlemen, again, uh we want to ask John real quick how if he has anything to close us out with here uh, this evening. Uh so John will ask you very quickly, do you have anything you want to close us out with very quickly?
5: Uh, I have to go now. My planet needs me. <laughs>
3: I know that's going to be the new occurring theme for John, apparently. He's been watching. Uh, nothing, man. All right. Well, definitely, John. We will talk to you here again here at 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, we will uh be looking right. forward he to uh, hearing what you have to say. All right. Thank you very much, John. All right. All, right, ladies and, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank the human suplex machine, John Gross, as always, ladies and gentlemen, for coming on the show tonight. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, of course, on tape, AEW Dark tonight, you can see these matches right now. Dark Order versus Sunny Kiss and Brandon Color, QT Marshall versus Skip Sabian, who I'm sure will have Penelope before with him, and Nyla Rose versus Shayna, S-H-A-N-N-A, ladies and gentlemen as far as that goes. Now, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, AEW will be at the Wallstein Center on the campus of Cleveland State University. Also, next week, ladies and gentlemen, at the Bon Braun Civic Center, ladies and gentlemen, in Birmingham, Alabama. And also, ladies and gentlemen, of course, believe it or not, three couple weeks from tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, however, believe it or not, in Austin, Texas, ladies and gentlemen, so you can definitely check that out as well. Uh, We will definitely have a lot more to discuss, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, coming up, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, uh, believe it or not, uh, this evening, later on this evening at 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, myself and uh, John will be uh, back along with Fonzie, Gerard, Michelle. Mr. W himself, along with the rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, so you definitely want to check that out coming up later on this evening. Of course, as always, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoy the rest of your evening and rest of the week. Be safe and be careful out there, whatever you're doing, and we will talk to you very soon, ladies and gentlemen, hour, with more excitement here on the Talk Shoe Radio Network. Again, next week, folks, more moments, hour, uh, from the world-class championship wrestling era. Who knows, we might have even a review of the very, very uh, unique uh, DVD that came out several years ago and called The Triumph and Tragedy of WCCW. Of course, a very interesting, very sad, but also a very unique, humble DVD. In fact, I'm thinking in the next few weeks, folks, how our, after we do some more reviews, how our, we might be starting to do DVD reviews of wrestling uh, superstars and just wrestling DVDs in general. I will mention it to Mr. C W at some point, ladies and gentlemen, and let them know if that will be the case here, ladies and gentlemen, how our... Uh, we will definitely let you know more about that, ladies and gentlemen, of course, if, in fact, that, deed, deed, it, that indeed does go down. Uh, as always, of course, we want to thank you all for what has been a fun night, and we hope you had an enjoyable night with us here tonight, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, uh, we're going to, uh, like I said, have a lot more fun to discuss in the days and weeks to come, so you definitely want to stick with us, hour, as always. And with that said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take you out, ladies and gentlemen. However, right now, however, like I said, with some interesting music here, if I can just find the music here, I'm just... Um... Uh, Let's see, I'm trying to... I'm trying to find the song here, folks. Okay, I found it. I found it here, folks. And that's not the theme, folks. Okay, here we go. Okay. Anyway, folks, as we take you out tonight, folks, we're going to play for you a very special tune. It is Donovan's Catch the Wind, folks. We hope you enjoy it, folks. Like I said, uh, we hope you enjoy it. And as always, God bless you all, and we'll talk to you soon. And again, Kobe Bryant, thank you very much for the memories that you gave all of us over the years. We will never forget you. Rest in peace, my friend. And now here's Donovan. We'll catch the winners. as we say goodnight to you from episode 205.
1: In the chilly hours and minutes of uncertainty, I want to be in the warm hold of your love and mine. To feel you all around me and to take your hand along the sand, I bet I may as well try.
3: night everyone and god bless you all see you soon
0: judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com
1: it's my little escape
0: now judy's the life of the party
1: oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon
0: whoa take it easy judy